0: Well, folks, you're listening to the Biscuits and Gravy Show. Once again, my name is Jason Kirtman. I am sad to report that Jim is not doing so well tonight. He's not feeling uh, up to par. He is uh, at home resting peacefully, I hope. Uh, Rest alongside Chicken Cow Pump. Kung Pao Chicken, that's his name. Uh, And he's not going to be with us tonight, but um, I have something just as good. <laughs> On the line with me is our old standby friend, Mr. Rich. Do you have your tracking number, Merrick? How are you doing tonight, Rich? I am just fantastic. I'm
1: glad to be here and uh, always glad to sit in when uh, Jim needs a, a little bit of healing time.
0: Yeah, and I guess that's exactly what he what he needs tonight, so we're glad to have you. So um, Before we get started, we're, we're going to take care of some business, but before we do that, because I don't want to have you anybody miss any opportunities, we're going to play the secret word game. If Mr. Merritt says the secret word anytime during the show or the podcast, uh, if he says the secret word, um, and you email us at our fantastic website at gmail.com. Uh, then I will send you a prize that will be of equal or greater value to a rubber chicken. Equal or greater value. If you're on our list of people who already have a rubber chicken, you'll get something better. So uh, we're going to go with a secret word. Rich, I'm going to cut the mic off that uh, uh, leads to your clean feed. I'll give the secret word, and then we will be back. Um, Be right back. Rich, I'm doing the test. Can you hear me? No, he cannot. Okay, so the secret word tonight is dinner. The secret word tonight is dinner. All right, Richard, uh, Rich, I'm sorry. You probably don't like being called Rich, Richard, do you?
1: My my great-aunts
0: called me Richard. Oh, yeah? Okay, well, I'll try, <laughs> I try not to be one of your great-aunts. <laughs> so, all right, so... Um, we have got somebody in the chat room, great being in. I think that is Diane, who I want to give a shout out to, but before I do, Diane, don't go away. We want to have you stick throughout the whole show, even though one of your good friends is not with us tonight and uh she is off at a Bible study, but she says to give you a good shout out, which my shout out tonight goes to you, Diane. Diane received a rubber chicken in the mail last week, I believe it was. And uh, she was thinking about what to name it, and the answer was given to her when she opened up a rubber chicken in the mail, and the head was on backwards. It had rotated around backwards. So in light of that fact, guess what she named her chicken, Richard? Richard. Rich. Did it again already.
1: I, 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 I somehow have to think that that has something to do with green pea soup.
0: No. Oh, okay. But she, here here okay. here's here's what the new member of the chicken rubber chicken club, Hall of Fame Club, has named her rubber chicken that came with the backwards head. Poultry Geist.
1: Oh my goodness. That's pretty pretty <laughs>
0: creative. I like that. So uh,
1: that one's good, yes. Definitely. Yes.
0: I still don't know what Justin named his chicken. Um and uh we let's see. Uh my mom and father in law have named theirs and i oh rooster cogburn that's what they named theirs um so we'll we'll put some pictures of theirs up probably this week of course mine is san antonio george ours is we named ours after uh, a, a mix of a couple of things one of my favorite places to ride my motorcycle through is san antonio new mexico i don't know why it's just uh usually when you're going through san antonio you're on your way to someplace cool and san Antonio's not it um You've been to San Antonio, New Mexico, right?
1: Oh, a few times, yeah.
0: There is a one gas station there. And you can yep. flip a coin as to whether or not they'll have gas or they'll even be open. <laughs> exactly. You, and if you're on your motorcycle, you better have your reserve tank full or a bottle of gas with you. I've come real close a couple of times there. So uh, our chicken was named after San Antonio, New Mexico. And also, uh, name for George for a couple of reasons. One of which is, for the last several years, there's a lot of rabbits in this desert, as you well know. And uh, every time I come home, there's one, two, three, sometimes a half a dozen or more rabbits somewhere on the property. And uh, for years, for the last five, six years, my son Seth and I have had the habit of naming every last one of the rabbits George, just for fun. So we name the chicken san antonio george so i understand you have a shout out
1: yes i do i'd, I'd like a, a a shout out to emily who is a friend of my wife's who is currently in the hospital in dallas texas in icu uh all our thoughts and prayers out to her and uh yeah, for a, a a good outcome and and that she comes out of this and in, in uh, uh with flying colors and everything turns out just absolutely fantastic
0: absolutely well uh rich i will tell you i know for a fact that we have a number of prayer warriors that are that listen to the uh, show and to the podcast and that they're on the facebook page and uh i know that there will be people uh who are praying for her and have have their thoughts in her direction so
1: and thank you to each and every one of them That, that means the world to all of us
0: yep so, um, going back to a lighter note, um, I'd like to thank our executive consultant, Rodney Barden, who also received his rubber chicken this week. Um, I I, I, I'm going to wait till he officially announces the name of his chicken. I think he's waiting for some photo ops. So, um, Anyway, uh, a couple of other items of business. Don't forget to check out our Facebook page that we mentioned, the Biscuits and Gravy Bunch. We have got, uh, I believe, 143 members there right now. Yeah, 143, with more on the way. More people have been invited. Um, that's just a fun place to uh, visit during the day, during your slow moments. A lot of good car- comments there. Oh, we jet in the chat room. <laughs> Diana, do you see that? She just sent us a picture of her and her chicken listening to the Biscuits and Gravy show. <laughs> it's awesome. Thank you, Diana. But, um,
1: but. Oh, 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 oh. But wait, Jason. It looks like the chicken's laying down. Are we being it's, that boring? No, are we no. Being that boring it's, that we put the chicken to
0: sleep. The, it's backwards. Ah, uh, okay. And if you look, the chicken's head is still backwards.
1: Oh, yes, it is. Yes. I see okay.
0: That now. So no, the picture's not backwards. It is sideways, but the chicken's head is still on backwards.
1: Oh, there we go. Okay, I, had, I I I turned myself sideways. Now I, I okay. Okay, okay. We're all good.
0: so here's <laughs> what you need to do. Need to do, Diana. You need to get a a series of pictures with the head in various positions around the body, and put them into a movie format to where it make it look, makes it look like the head is spinning around, like a stop uh, play stop animation type film. That would be hilarious. <clears throat> I, I'm betting Diana just doesn't Diana just doesn't have that much time on. <laughs> and so i did something like that with seth one time we did a little claymation thing and it oh my goodness it took us about three hours to make about 12 seconds of video so i yeah it's a lot of work when you start editing video it's yeah so um let's see what else do we have here um our face our facebook page we just mentioned our regular website is our dot com or if you like, if you're more in the mood for breakfast, go to VintageBiscuits.com. They both go to the same place. Um, I have both of those. Um, like I said, they both go to the same place. OurFantasticWebsite.com is a little bit long, and so Vintage is a little bit shorter to put like on a uh, business card or a, uh, letter or whatever. But I, I like the OurFantasticWebsite.com because people look at that, and they, they they can go oh i wonder what that is if if they don't have any idea their curiosity's peaked and um i remember one time do you remember when i ran uh, the big basin here in town yes yeah um i when i first started i was uh, i put i put up the big basin website and i wasn't getting any hits at all i had a facebook page and everything and i went down to walmart and got me some of that white um, windshield like paint, windshield paint that used car salesmen, and I put our uh, no, I put um, com on the back of uh, my truck in the back window, and by the end of the day I had over 200 and some odd hits on that website, after driving around town, just a little bit so, I thought that was cool, that really works so I, I told Sarah, <laughs> we're going to go down to Walmart one day this week and pick up another bottle of that, and I'm going to i'm going to put our fantastic website on the back of her car she said well just make sure i can still see out of the back of it i said yeah you can so i'll yeah. make sure of that so uh let's see uh, don't forget to rate and review us on itunes if you listen through itunes that would be great we've talked about the oh yeah we're we're on the leading edge radio network and q star fm both of those sites are linked at our dot com so that takes care of all the business so, what have you been up to this evening? Um. Well,
1: since you called me at the
0: uh, <laughs> last minute,
1: last minute, I spent the last half hour, forty-five minutes, doing research. So, <laughs> um, earlier today, I was out with the weed whacker and the lawnmower, taking care of the backyard.
0: When did you do this?
1: Uh, uh this morning.
0: Oh okay, all right um I, that's something I need to do I, I'll be honest with you um, i I don't like I, I like doing yard work, but sometimes I just don't have time to do it. I've got to call my buddy Roman uh, there in Alamogordo he comes out and takes care of my lawn every now and then for a fair price I might add It's about time for him to come <laughs> out and do that again so I may have to do that so any-
1: I, I just I just don't know why everything that grows in New Mexico, has to have a freaking sticker uh, uh, uh some sort of thorn prickly something attached to it
0: <laughs> right you, i'm sure you heard the episode uh, where i ran into the cactus back behind the house in the dark oh yes yep. yeah that that hurt that was uh, an experience i'll not forget anytime soon i assure you so uh, i bet <sighs> yep so uh anyway we uh we we've had a good weekend. Uh, this weekend, last week, last week, the reason we weren't on the air, we played a can show, was Sarah and I have this thing where we like to take a honeymoon about every three or four months, and uh, that's what we call it, our honeymoon. We just run off somewhere and spend a couple of nights in a hotel and visit the local sites or whatnot. Well, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna brag a little bit and give uh, blessings to my in-laws, Shirley and Lon Hake. Um, You're familiar with the Cowboys for Trump and Ramey Harper, I'm sure. Of course. Yes, well, Ramey Harper made uh, President Trump a cowboy hat. Very, very, very nice, beautiful cowboy hat. And my mother-in-law saw that and said, well, my son-in-law needs one of those. And (laughs) so she and her husband uh, commissioned ramey harper to make me one of those and uh, it's it's identical to the one uh president trump uh his uh, except the little uh emblem on the headband his has three jewels in it and it says usa i wanted jdc my initials on the side of mine well he called me he called me and said it was done and uh i could come up and pick it up and he'd shape it for me while i was there so we went up there. We left on a Friday and got into uh Bernanil. I think that's the name of the town. And uh we stayed uh stayed all night there and uh, then the next day we went and uh, went out to Fruitland uh to pick up that hat and then we drove we 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 thought we were going to go to Shiprock. And uh we went to we drove by Shiprock cuz they don't let you drive up to it. And uh then we went on to Four Corners and we took San Antonio George with us. So that was a good time. But that's why we weren't on the air last week. So What well, sounds like we got some visitors in the room, Jim? Or, not uh, Jim. Rich. Uh, Habits yeah, die hard.
1: Yeah, y- yes, my 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 wife walked into the kitchen to and she's uh. on the phone. <laughs> oh,
0: well, I understand that happens. So um anyway, um I'll just add you, You have. I know you prepared a little bit for tonight. I will say thank you for coming on again. Um, Jim was sick. He called me uh, practically the last minute, about an hour, hour and a half before, and said, listen, I, I can't make the show tonight. And I was like, well, we don't have anything else in the can. Um, let me uh, call Rich and see if he's not doing anything tonight. And Rich, of course, jumped practically <laughs> at the chance yeah, to come definitely. on. So I'm thankful for that. So, uh, in your in your moments of preparation, uh, what you come up with?
1: Well, so in in, in the wonderful state of New Mexico, um, only 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 in the state of New Mexico could a secretary of education for the state uh-huh. be fired from that position and be hired by the Las Cruces education system to be their leader.
0: Why was she fired?
1: I don't know. I, I, you know what? I politics? See any, uh, yeah, it's a politics thing, I think. Um, but uh, yeah, it's just kind of funny,
0: you know? It's like, okay. <laughs> so, um, the governor who fired her is Democratic. And isn't the Las Cruces government system there Democratic as well? Uh, it sure is. So you'd think that uh this would be kind of like their way of slapping the governor in the face.
1: Yeah, yeah, if they were Republicans, I would definitely think that.
0: But. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, I would think that too. So they're obviously not playing ball with the governor or something.
1: Yeah, yeah. And and here we are 50 in number 50 in the United
0: States in education and we wonder why. Yeah, I was going to ask you, why is that? do you know does why are we f- number 50 yeah what what where I, have, what are we not doing that others are i don't know you know I, I i wonder that sometimes
1: myself too and you know i i i don't know i grew up in in new york you know in our schools were you know i i i don't know if it's just if part of it is the the teaching shortages i think um you know this whole uh, testing kids and and the Common Core, and I think that's caused a lot of problems in our education system. You know, instead of instead of letting a teacher teach, now they now they say, well, they've got to pass this test or else. You know, and and it, it looks bad on the teachers if these kids aren't passing these tests. So they're not teaching them. They're not teaching them to to teach from. What they know, but they're teaching so that they can pass the test, and I think that's where part of that problem comes from you know you know my my teachers in school you know i i had I had a history teacher that was a world war two vet I had a yeah. had another history teacher that was a Vietnam vet you know those guys taught from their hearts, you know i mean they, they they that was just i and I think that's and and not the fault of the teachers by any means you know i mean i I, I don't blame the teachers, I blame the system.
0: Right, I remember the teachers that I had in school. Of course, I went to a private school, um, but like you said, they they taught from the heart. Um, we had a science teacher who absolutely loved science. When you love your subject and you're teaching it, it shows, and it it that passion carries over to the student. We had a uh, a teacher. I'll never forget his name, Colonel Porter, sir was his name. <laughs> um, he was uh, an old-time instructor from West Point and uh, very passionate about math and computer science. And uh, right. I, I, I'll never forget uh, my freshman year. Uh, I was taking his algebra class. Still hadn't gotten accustomed to his ways. And I didn't like algebra, and I wished I hadn't signed up for it, even though we, had, we were required to take two years of it. Somebody had put a goofy little note in my Math book, and it was addressed to me. It was just a silly satire, uh, satire type note, and uh, I I opened up my book, saw it, was getting ready to open up the envelope to see what it was, and Mister Porter, Colonel Porter, sir, came by and snatched it out of my hands and started, you know, reading it, not to the class, but to himself, and he looked at me, and mind you, I didn't have any idea what the note was at this point. He looked at me and he says, "You have time for such foolishness?" and i hate to admit it but what came out of my mouth next could have been my very last words i said yes that's why i signed up for some of these classes <laughs> and uh as soon as i sa- and you could have heard a pin drop in that class you know and i got sent outside for a while i apologized to him later i said i don't know what i was thinking that's not why i signed up for your class i signed up for your class honestly because it's required math is not my best subject i don't like it um and I and I failed it that year. Surprise, surprise, right? So uh, I they I, I like Jim said I liked it so much I took it twice. So, but uh, anyway, yeah. But the, the, here's one thing I don't get talking about the educational system here in Alamogordo. Uh, one thing that I found out that they do the senior, for the senior year the senior classes is that they have a raffle at the end of the year for every student that has perfect attendance. Are you familiar with this? No, never heard that. The winner of the raffle wins a car. you got to be kidding I am not kidding you. My son, they did this last year. Uh, apparently, one of the school administrator's sons last year, this is what I was told, this is my disclaimer, won the car. And uh, there were some students that kind of, from what I understand, felt that was a little fishy. Right. So this year... Uh, Seth was telling me they were doing it again this year, and he was going to go for it and try it. And already he had a, a day where he was really sick and couldn't make it in, so he's disqualified. Uh-huh. Uh, but that's you know, is the, I'm asking myself, why do they do this? Are they trying to get the stats up on senior attendance and, you know, and graduations? I, I don't have any reason why you would bribe a kid with a brand new car for perfect attendance. Yeah, yeah um, really. I don't understand that. You probably, you're probably like me. When you were, uh, when we were that age, we had to buy our own car and work for it. Most of yep. most of us did. I had to, I had to buy my own insurance at one point it's, and my own gas. So did I. And, yeah. So these kids today, boy, they got it made. So.
1: Yep. That that was my my first car was a Dodge Aspen that. <laughs> that uh, uh you know remember i grew up in new york where they salt the roads oh and, yeah um, and and i sometimes thought that i might start flying because my door panels flap so much
0: oh wow <laughs> <laughs> well my first car was a 1973 volkswagen bug that had been hand-painted blue with a brush and it's still. Oh, right on. Yeah, with thick paint, too. It still had the horsehair grooves in it. It looked like it was made out of corduroy. And the guy that had it before me, I don't know what he was thinking, but he hooked up the lights through the alternator. So if your engine stopped, your headlights went out.
1: Oh, that's nice. And
0: yeah, that's what happened. And I was going through an intersection one night, the car stalled, and while trying to get it started again, I got broadsided. Yeah. So I said, "Why didn't you have your headlights on?" I said, ask the guy I <laughs> bought the car from." <laughs> I should have fixed it. I just—I was good. Never got around to it, you know. So, uh huh. But, and what year was your Dodge Aspen? Nineteen
1: eighty-three, I believe. Either oh, okay. eighty-two or eighty-three, something like that. Had a little slant six in it, but boy, that little thing would fly, man! Even for that little old slant six, man, that thing would get up and go.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you never forget your first car, do you?
1: No, I don't think so.
0: I, I, had a, I don't think so. You remember the old Chevettes? Those were great cars.
1: Oh, uh, uh, yeah. My grandmother had a Chevette.
0: I think everybody that had a Chevette didn't just have one through their life. They had two or three. I'm guessing. Yeah. I, I mean, I did. I had a handful of them. I can't even remember them all. They, they were like the disposable car, you know? Like, yes, definitely.
1: Just,
0: so... All right, what else you got for us?
1: Uh, let's see. So, let me think here about some fun facts about our military.
0: Oh, this ought to be good.
1: Did you know that the U.S. Department of Defense controls over 30 million acres of land worldwide, which combined would make up an area slightly larger than the state of Pennsylvania?
0: Wow. Uh, let's see here. Speaking you of, know. let me ask you a question. Do you know anything about, uh-huh. speaking of land mass, have you heard anything about this uh, uh, President Trump trying to buy Greenland?
1: Yeah, yeah, I don't know how much of that I really believe. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I don't I, know I've what's read, going on. I've, I've, read, I've read a few stories, so, um, um, the few stories I read, so, uh, yeah, I, I heard he floated this idea out there, but I also heard that China is trying to get a foothold in, in Greenland also. And really? So that so that's where this whole uh, idea is coming uh, from. From what I've read, that's where it's coming from. So it's trying to uh, thwart
0: the, thwart the Chinese. Chinese. Okay, well, yeah, yeah. I, uh, that makes sense so. to me now, because I don't know what the, the land is like there, but I imagine it would be hard to develop it.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Could be done, I guess.
0: I don't know. I've never been there, and and really, it's not on my beautiful though. It's it's not on my list of places to go. But in all fairness, neither is Alaska. I I just don't. I want
1: to go to Alaska. That's on my bucket list. (laughs)
0: If somebody said, "Hey, I'm going to Alaska. You want to go with me?" I'd be like, "Sure." But if somebody said, "Hey, you, you, hey, we we got a trip. You want to buy the ticket?" I'd be like, "No, I'm good. Um, I'd rather go to Hawaii."
1: See, I, I want to go to Alaska in the winter time, and I want to go find one of those ice road trucker guys, and I want to <laughs> ride with them up to you know, up there to the to the oil. You know, I think that would be just absolutely
0: cool. I but, that would be fun to do it just to. It's kind of like bungee jumping to do it just to say you did it. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yep.
1: yep. I think it would be a blast, man, but that probably comes from my 13 years of driving truck, too, so, you know, it's just kind of one of those Wait,
0: things. If somebody, if somebody said, okay, we're going to pay you an enormous amount of money, Rich, to take this truck, across, would you drive solo across one of those big frozen lakes? Yeah, yeah, that's, oh, yeah.
1: that's pretty cool, man. I, I could do the across the lake thing, yeah, as long as somebody, you know, at least gave me some sort of instruction, you know, I've watched that Ice Road Truckers, you know, they talk about watching the ice and all that stuff, you know. As long as I had somebody that, that that would give me a little bit of instruction on what to look for, you know, so I didn't end up in the middle of the lake, you know, but I've, yeah.
0: I've seen some of those trucks on that show that were like j- the back end of them were just hanging out barely through the ice. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, "Uh-uh, not me. No." <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know. I saw there were they I, had I, another I, sequel to that show. I think it was called World's Dangerous Roads where they took some of those same truck drivers and put them like in uh, the middle of India. Where they had yeah. to drive up these mountains.
1: Them, them dudes over there are insane, man. Now, I don't yeah. think you even want to do that. The ice road
0: truckers guys. were like, "Get me back on the ice, please." <laughs> yeah, right, right, that right. was crazy. Exactly. Uh, just you know, b- just barely enough to get your wheels across and make a turn at the same time, and then you got to worry about other trucks coming the other way. And uh, yeah. nope, not for me. Uh, you know, See, I will will say this, the last 10, 15 years, the History Channel and some of those other uh, specialty channels have come up with some pretty interesting shows like that. Oh, yeah,
1: well, without a doubt. I've been watching a, a, a thing on YouTube, uh, a channel on YouTube, um, this gentleman explores abandoned mines in Canada. Really? Uh-huh. Cool, man. He's absolutely cool. I'm like i could do that man that
0: is so cool <laughs> you know there's a lot of those around here
1: yeah yeah yep sure enough i uh but I, I thought man that that is so cool what he does man i'm like and the stuff he finds i mean these are these are mines that date back to the turn of the century, you know turn of the 19th the 19th century you know the 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 20th century you know yeah uh, the dates in the mines, you know, from the carbide lamps are right. like 1910, 1911, you know, 1920, man. It's absolutely. And then he finds, you know, ore carts, these old ore carts and old stuff. It's just cool, man. It's just, I'm like, man, I could get into that. That would be
0: I cool. <laughs> I will tell you, you and I have a mutual friend. You may or may not know who he is. But I was in his office one day and we were talking about some of the old mines. And he said, um, let me go and get something and I'll be right back. And he went down to his apartment, and he came back, and he had an 1873 Winchester that oh, looked wow, cool. looked absolutely near mint commi- uh, com- uh, what am I, what's the word <laughs> condition condition I to say commission, condition. <laughs> and it, this thing was beautiful, and I said, "Where in the world did you get this?" And he said, "Well, I got a buddy of mine that was exploring the mines over uh, in Oro Grande." Mm -hmm. exploring some mines over there and he was in there and he kicked his foot and felt something put his flashlight on the ground and this was laying in there. Wow. Yeah. I mean you don't find stuff like that in mines even these days. Somebody might not have been in that mine for nearly a hundred years. Who knows? Yeah. That is wild. So, anyway... Um, the, Speaking there's a lot of YouTube channels, in, and I'll just say this: in two or three weeks, in, in a few upcoming weeks, we're going to have a guest on the Biscuits and Gravy Show that has a channel, a YouTube channel called Forty Times Around, and he rides a motorcycle full time. This is what he does for a living, all around the United States, and he makes videos about it. He has sponsors, he sells T-shirts and stuff like that. And he's got some pretty fascinating stories to, to tell. We'll have him on the show, too. The idea for the channel, and he may have to correct me when he's he's on, um, at one time, I believe he had the intention or the idea to ride his motorcycle 40 times around the globe. Oh, and cool. I guess when he started riding, he realized that's not probably not going to happen. So, But he kept <laughs> the channel name. Maybe someday he'll get around the globe. Who knows? Uh, but yeah, we'll, really. we'll have him on so oh where do how did we chase that rabbit trail
1: I don't know but that was okay. pretty good yeah yeah
0: <laughs> boy times hey fine yeah go so, ahead so
1: so I've got a, um, a strange a, a strange law from your home state of Missouri oh did yeah you, go ahead this ought to did, be good did you know it is illegal to drive with an uncaged bear in the state of Missouri
0: I don't know if I've ever heard that before or not um, um, at the I risk of of insulting somebody I may have ridden with an uncaged bear for about twelve years <laughs> um i'll just I'll just leave that at that <laughs> so anyway, so, I no longer and, do and, that so
1: and, yeah and here's a here's another strange but true law, uh-huh. Guiding sheep onto a railroad track with the intent to injure the train is subject to a fine up to $50,000 and serving at most five years in prison in the state of Montana. Wow. They must have some pretty dang big sheep in the state of Montana if guiding sheep onto railroad tracks to injure a train is the subject of the fine.
0: Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, Cheapzilla or something, I
1: guess. <laughs> yeah, really. Wow. Uh, okay. So, you're still looking at
0: your list. Go ahead.
1: I am. Hey, I got one for
0: you. Okay.
1: It 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 is impossible to lick your elbow
0: yeah and i'll bet you just tried it when you read it too right
1: ah, busted yeah. <laughs> yeah you're busted
0: <laughs> hey um steve jarrett is in the room and he says jim i hate to tell you this steve but jim is not with us tonight he's sick i have my good buddy rich Merritt in the show he says hi rich awesome fantastic so all right steve jarrett is the owner of q star radio many of our listeners uh, listen through that channel uh great to have you with us steve check out his morning show tomorrow at q star fm great oldies music other types of music good banner back and forth uh he's he's absolutely got one of the best morning shows uh runs for about three hours i believe I tr I, I work during the morning but i try to log in every now and then if i've got a uh sarah will turn turn it on her phone or whatever and great stuff yeah steve uh, did a show tonight the titanic uh he played a part in the titanic i saw some pictures of that on facebook he looks amazing there um too bad they didn't film that or maybe they did maybe we can get a copy of it later i don't know so thanks for joining us tonight steve all right where were we Oh, uh, I don't know. What do you got? Okay, like,
1: well, what do you hey, have
0: on the biscuit side? Okay, our well, this is actually the gravy side. I got a little bit of gravy oh, here. Okay. So Sarah got me some silly warning labels that were found on products. I got a list of them here. These are good. On a wheelbarrow, not intended for highway use. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a. There's a, a Charlie. Really? That's a Charlie Chaplin movie in the making, right there. Uh, a ba- on a, found on a baby stroller remove baby before folding I don't know if this is true This uh, found on an uh, Apple uh, at Apple.com do not eat the iPad Shuffle the iPod uh. Shuffle yeah okay on a Chipotle truck <laughs> drivers do not carry burritos <laughs> okay yeah uh, I saw an ambulance made up to be a taco truck one time and it said dial 911, J U A N, J U A N. On a carpenter's drill, not intended for use as a dental drill. Okay. Uh, on a jet ski, never use open flame or lit match to check fuel level. Okay. You know, some of these, you know they're there because some idiot tried them. Uh huh. This is found on a bottle of dog medicine. May cause drowsiness. Use care when operating a car. <laughs> yeah, watch uh, that dog driving. <laughs> right. Found on a new, brand new dishwasher box. Do not allow children to play in the dishwasher. Yeah. Okay. Found on rat poison. Warning, has been known to cause cancer in laboratory mice. <laughs> wow. Along with death, right? Right, Yes. Vanishing ink. This is really good. I thought this was good. When Sarah actually told me about this, she bust, She was laughing hilariously. On vanishing ink, warning, should not be used for signing checks or other legal documents. <laughs> sounds perfect for me. Yeah, right. I, didn't, I didn't sign that. You know, so. that sounds good. Alright, let's go. We we put the gravy in the bowl. Now let's throw a, a, a few biscuits on top of it. Here recently, a California judge ruled that semi-automatic rifles are not protected under the second amendion, uh, amendment. I don't get this. How could they not be?
1: I I don't know. Um, you know, uh, I I'm guess, just you know, you, you got to watch out for those evil black guns, you know. Uh,
0: from a uh, 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 The American Military News. A federal judge in California ruled last week that banning semi-automatic rifles is not a violation of the right to bear arms as afforded by the Second Amendment. U.S. District Judge Josephine Stanton of Santa Ana, California, ruled on July 22nd to uphold the current state law banning the ownership, manufacture, or sale of semi-automatic rifles and the bullet buttons that alter a conventional rifle into a rapid-fire we- uh, fire, rapid fire weapon. Stanton called the rifles incredibly effective killing machines that are not needed for self-defense, countering what the California's Rifle and Pistol Association asserted in their lawsuit. I, I, I just don't get this. This is a federal judge. Um, boy, I just... You know, Jim and I were talking one time. We had this idea that anybody that runs for office and I know federal judges are appointed, they don't run for that office uh, to my knowledge they don't unless so I'm missing something but if if this individual was to run for office, there should be a checklist of do they have any intentions of violating the Constitution or have they had in their prior job any episodes, any incidents where they attempted to violate the Constitution and if the answer to that is yes, they should be automatically disqualified from running for future office.
1: Well, well, here's my thought on that. If she believes that semi-automatic weapons are effective killing machines, then everybody in California ought to turn in their cars and ride bicycles because more people are killed by automobiles in a year than they ever are by gun.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, I used to teach a concealed carry back in Missouri. And um, one of the things that we, we taught in our class was uh, that anything, anything at all, can be a deadly weapon, as classified by law. Any instrument uh, that is designed or you not even designed, but even used in a way intended to cause death. So, for example... My iPhone is not designed in a way to cause death, but if I pick it up and cram it down somebody's throat, my intention is to suffocate them and they die, then I can be charged with using a deadly weapon for the commission of a crime. True. I mean, really. I mean, some people just, I don't know. I just don't get that a federal judge would do this. And I'm sure it'll probably end up going to the Supreme Court and getting thrown out. So we'll Uh, see. Of course. Uh, hey, that we talked about this earlier. Space Force, Donald <laughs> Trump Donald Trump's idea of creating the Space Force, the newest branch of the military. Uh, reports uh, indicate that uh, it's going to have its official launch date of August 29th. Now, I don't think anybody really knows what exactly Space Force will be doing.
1: I don't know, but I, I I already applied to be a door gunner on the on the Millennium next space Falcon. Shuttle, so, yeah, <laughs> yeah. The space shuttle. You know, so you know, thought that might be kind of cool, or maybe tail gunner on the on something the space
0: like shuttle. that. Yeah. yeah. The, the only yeah. thing I can think of is they. This is going to be a branch of the military that's going to transition, maybe a part of the Air Force. That, uh, that's and, you know that's what I heard. And too, part of NASA. Right. Combine the two together. Maybe part parts of them, not the entire thing. Uh, um, you
1: know, there's there's already you know the Air Force has a space command.
0: Right, so. I have heard that. So um you know, I, I remember reading a little bit, my memory's a little bit vague, about how the when the Air Force came into existence. And uh <laughs> Steve Jarrett's got Elmo in the chat room. That's oh, great. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> thanks steve i love your input yeah he's like i don't i don't know i don't know what the space force is <laughs> Elmo don't know what space force is i can't do elmo anyway so yeah it'll it'll be interesting um to see over the next few years first of all if this plays out comes to be actually um and and what exactly they they do and what exactly the equipment that they utilize that'll be interesting but uh, I heard it when this Donald Trump first mentioned this. I heard a Democrat say, "Well, he's just being ridiculous, trying to build a legacy for himself." Mm, well, that's your opinion. So I don't know. Yeah. You know, going back to that other story, here's a school in Florida, a high school that I read about this week that is hiring two combat vets to patrol their campus with semi-automatic rifles. I think they're doing it right.
1: Yes. Good for
0: them. Yep. I, I,
1: I a, after these last couple shootings that we've had, <clears throat> I, I have I have a new law that needs to be put into effect.
0: Yeah. What's what's
1: your idea? My idea is, if you want a gun free zone, such as your store, business, whatever, a gun free zone, then if something happens in that gun free zone and somebody is injured due to the negligence of having a gun-free zone because somebody with a gun got into your gun-free zone, then you should be held liable for all injuries that occur.
0: Um, There have been cases, I I can't think of any off the top of my head, but uh, there was one or two, I believe, that I uh, actually referenced in one of my concealed carry classes that I used to give, of individuals who uh, were involved in a shooting in a gun-free zone, they were obedient to the law, and they did hold the business owner liable because basically when when a business owner says this is gun free they post it no concealed carry they are guaranteeing your safety they are making your safety their legal and lawful responsibility and if that doesn't happen then they're breaking their guarantee
1: well yeah i see it i see it kind of the same thing you know if uh something gets spilled on the floor of your business and somebody slips and falls and you hadn't made the effort to either identify or clean that up, you could be held liable for their injury. So why is that any different, you know?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I I don't carry everywhere. Um, I'll just say that. But um, I do if I'm going to be out in the car for most of the day if i'm going to be leaving a town to go to el paso or fruitland four corners wherever uh we keep we keep a, a pistol in the car ready to use exactly so, um you know it's kind of funny when i was a police officer uh people talk joke about feeling naked without something or you know a woman might say i feel naked without my purse or whatever but i completely understand that concept when i was a police officer and i was off duty there was nowhere that I would go without my sidearm. Absolutely, right, right. not even the airport. Not even the airport. Um, of course, I would. I wouldn't fly armed. I'd check it. Uh, or uh, I, sometimes I would. I would. Well, actually, I never flew. Now that I think about it, I never flew when I was a police officer. But I did drop people off and go in, and I would have it on me then. And I would always right. check with security to make sure everything was okay first. But I understand the concept of feeling "quote unquote" naked without a firearm.
1: Oh, without well, doubt.
0: But I'm I, I'm accustomed now to not having it everywhere I go. So I I very rarely carry it. I've always got one handy in the house, got one in the car if I need it, and I'm I'm good with that. I was asked uh, this today, as a matter of fact, if I'd got my Concealed carry permit uh, yet, and uh, we were we're going to do that. Just never got around to it, but we decided that uh, I, I will tell you a little secret. If I haven't told you already, there's a possibility that we may be moving out of state in the future. Not anytime soon, but uh, we've decided just to wait and get it when we leave the state. Maybe do that. So there you go. Anyway, let's see. Um, a little bit on the lighter side. Sarah and I eat a lot of lunch meat. We like lunch meat, sandwich meat, and whatnot, and sometimes I eat it without bread. Just roll it up, uh, roll up a piece of meat around a cheese stick for a snack. This week I tried something I haven't ever had before, and it was uh, Oscar Mayer brand roast beef. And we got it down at Walmart, and I'm here to tell you that was some of the ro- best roast beef I've ever put in my mouth. It will knock your socks off. It was really good. I, I just had to mention that in the show because it was that good. So uh, <laughs> I I like Arby's. I really like Arby's roast beef. Um, And we don't have one around here, but there's a, a, a restaurant called Lion's Choice. Have you ever had Lion's Choice roast beef sandwich?
1: No, I don't think so.
0: I know there's some in Missouri and other parts of the country. Lion's Choice beef, uh, roast beef is about ten times better than Arby's it's really really good and there's a hint a taste of sage that goes with it and oscar meyer roast beef uh was really close if not better than the lion's choice i was impressed can't wait to pick up another one Cool. now i gotta ask you rich do you play any musical instruments uh no i don't okay well, um, I play piano, guitar. I played a little drum in high school. Um, Sarah got me, when we were dating, a ukulele. And right before we got married, I bought Sarah a ukulele. And they are proudly displayed behind some shirts in the closet. <laughs> so, uh, but, but we've played them a little bit. We've learned some chords. We need to get them out and practice them some more. Did you know, the? I thought it would be much older than this, the ukulele turned 140 this last month.
1: Wow, yeah, I would have thought it would have been a lot, a lot older than that myself.
0: Yeah, because you think of, um, I won't say ancient, but uh, what's another word synonymous with age? Of, I, I can't. Remember. Very, very old uh, Hawaiian instrument. I, right. I, yeah, right. I don't, and and I could be wrong. It could have been introduced by to the Hawaiians by s- some other group. I don't know. Maybe Steve Jarrett would know. That sounds like a fact that he would know. I don't. I I don't know maybe he'll find something and pop in where the ukulele came from i don't know so uh, yeah 100. here here's an uh we talked about space force let's go back to this nasa is reportedly probing the case of an astronaut who may have committed the first crime in space she was aboard the six months uh, uh aboard the international space station for a six month mission and she accessed a computer to access her, and, and I'm going to say this, her ex-wife's um, bank account. So, <laughs> okay, so, this, interesting. So, wait,
1: I'm, 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 I'm really trying to wrap my head around this one, though, okay? Uh-huh. So, what exactly are you buying
0: on the space station? Yeah, does Amazon deliver there? I don't know. I, now, <laughs> I don't know if it says she took any money, but she accessed it, for sure. Ah. So, yeah, as matter of fact, you know, Amazon might get a great idea from this and start flying drones to the space station. That would, uh, I wouldn't put it past uh, yeah. them. They started talking a couple of years ago about having drones that deliver packages in certain communities. I don't think that's happened yet. I don't know. Um, In reading this story, and I can't remember which flight it was, um, there was a flight sometime around the time of the Apollo flights uh, where there may have been an actual crime committed aboard one of those flights before this. And uh, supposedly the story goes, one of the astronauts turned to another astronaut and said, what's the date? And he told him the date. And he said, oh my goodness, I forgot to file my taxes. And uh, they reported it back to Control. Control had a good laugh about it. It got back to the president. The president uh, responded, tell him he's got a a temporary pardon until he gets back. So, (laughs) yeah. So, Steve Jarrett says, just the name ukulele sounds Irish. Yes, it does. Yes, yep. And Diana plays the ukulele also, which I knew. She says she's going to teach Poultry Geist that. Good luck with that. Uh, Let me know how that goes. Go. <laughs> so um lots of weird stuff out there. Did you know that there's a company online that is uh, selling monocles? Nope. Yeah. And they're coming back in style. Would would you okay. you you would look distinguished in one. I could see you in one. <laughs> Yeah, no. Uh, <laughs> maybe a costume party? I,
1: maybe, I maybe, mean, maybe. I have a hard enough. I have a hard enough time keeping up with my regular glasses. Oh, no.
0: Yeah, <laughs> but they, they they come with a little lanyard that wear around your neck, and uh, yeah, they, it would.
1: It, it, yeah, it'd have to be there. That's exactly that'd be the only way I could keep hold of it.
0: I I just can't you know why would you get one why they they're run about 40 or 50 bucks they they you know you go down to walmart break off a half of a reading glass and make your own for $3 i, think,
1: I guess if you wanted to look like um
0: uh what's his name uh, colonel clink colonel clink yeah there you go <laughs> there you go speaking of characters like colonel clink um do you ever go to the cloudcroft light opera company up in cloudcroft
1: I I've I've been once I I I haven't uh, made a habit of it but I, well, I have I have seen them once.
0: I got to tell you, Sarah and I went Friday. They're playing it this weekend and I think next weekend too. They are playing the secret of uh, T- uh, teach treach. I can't remember the name. I, I'll look it up later. I forgot it already. The name of it. Michael Schenaberry, our m- a good mutual friend, uh, uh-huh. directed it. He. Uh, he was actually the pianist in it they did live music for it and live sound effects and it was absolutely hilarious and they have a character in there who uh, reminds me of old snidely whiplash (laughs) and he's dressed just like him he had everything he didn't have a monocle but he had the black cape the top hat did the little scamper and uh everything so it, it, the guy had it down pat he was so good um, if you get a chance to go up there uh, I will I'll plug them right now they they do these programs and they take donations um, and the donations go to providing uh, scholarships for the local college kids or local high school kids when they graduate but uh, good right. stuff up there good good clean entertainment they have a, a little snack bar uh, ironically it's called the rubber chicken. That's what they call it, and you can get. They have what they call a happy meal, and Sarah and I like to get the happy meal. Uh, the happy meal is two hot dogs, two bags of popcorn, and two sodas, and you can get a happy meal yeah. for eight dollars. That's a pretty good deal. Yeah, it is. So, then um, you just want a hot dog? That's three dollars. But that's that's a good play. Uh, they're on Facebook. Look up the Cloudcroft Light Opera Company. Steve Jarrett says he looked it up. It's the ukulele is from Hawaii. So interesting. Mm all right so uh let's see what i've got a few other things and and then we'll uh be about time to to wrap up things so strange but true facts and i'm i'm seeing these for the the first time sarah put these in here so uh actually this is one i put in sigbert sig sigurd s-i-g-u-r-d the mighty the ninth century viking earl of orkney how'd you like to have that for your name Managed to, get, Holy yeah, managed to get killed by a man whom he'd beheaded. Following a particularly vicious battle, the Earl tied the head of his enemy to his horse's saddle. As he was romping away, he was grazed by one of the dead man's teeth while riding home. He died from the resulting infection. Wow. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> Here's something I didn't know. The death of uh, Adolf Hitler and Osama bin Laden were announced to the public On the same day, May 1st. Adolf Hitler, of course, in 1945, and Osama bin Laden in 2011. That's kind of strange. Some areas of Scotland and Japan switched to blue streetlights at night and saw a decrease in crime and suicide rates. Blue streetlights. Hmm. The Boston Marathon didn't allow female runners until 1972 interesting and people don't sneeze in their sleep due to their brain shutting down the reflex oh okay man there it is so folks we are about short on time we appreciate your participation in the chat room as always it's it's just a blast being here every sunday night and uh keep keep coming back we love having you in here even though the chat room might be small at times we like reading your comments and responding to them and we just have a good time, and right now, uh, I will tell you, Mr. Merrick has agreed to be our official uh, when he's available stand-in for when uh, Jim or somebody else is not uh, not available as a regular. So uh, we plan on having more guests in the near future. Steve Jarrett, maybe we get you on one Sunday night. That would be fantastic. Maybe after all your uh, programs are done and everything that you uh, you have time, we. We'd love to have you on here. So uh, I will uh, leave you with this, friends. Uh, make a good investment by making a friend this week, a new friend. That's always a great investment. You never know how that will give you many returns in the future. Maybe immediate, maybe not. Uh, but uh, make a good investment. Uh, I'll leave you with the somewhat of the last word. Rich?
1: So... The best and most beautiful things in the world cannot be
0: seen or even
1: touched. They must be felt with the heart.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Thanks for coming back. And don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes. And you all have a wonderful week. We'll see you next time right here on the Biscuits and Gravy Show.